0: Hello, welcome back to the Equippers International Podcast short version in the book of Hebrews. We'll pick back up in chapter two. We were finishing up kind of a section of the passage there around verses 12 and 13. We talked in the last episode about Jesus not being ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. And the writer finishes up that little section with a couple of quotes from the Old Testament passage in Psalm 22 and in Isaiah. 8 to highlight this truth about Jesus' connection to us as sons and daughters. I'm not going to spend any time interpreting these verses, but just to say that the New Testament writers do use Old Testament passages to bring greater understanding and credibility to their Jewish readers. And we know from the background of this book that this is especially important for this letter as it was written to Hebrews. But today we're going to focus on verses 14 and 15. Let me read those verses. Therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives." Now, today's message is simple but enormously important to our understanding of the Christian life. Jesus participates in the sharing of humanity, what the writer refers to as flesh and blood, so that he can experience death in the flesh and be raised from the dead in order to overcome the power of death. He then, in turn, offers the same power of an incorruptible life to all those who believe in him. Receiving what Jesus offers frees us from the fear of death that the devil uses to keep us in slavery, in his lies and deception. Now, I want to make a couple important points along these lines, and then we'll end with a thought for the day. The writer speaks about the devil having the power of death. Now, this does not imply that there's some type of cosmic dualism where God has the power of life and the devil has the power of death. The word here is not the traditional Greek word for power, dunamis. It's a word more along the lines of dominion. It has to do with the fact that through man's decision to disobey God, death entered in. And through his involvement of deceiving man, the devil has this area of dominion on the earth in the realm of death. So it's not that the devil has some inherent power within himself to bring death. It's actually the decision that man made. Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 5. He says, and I'm paraphrasing, that through one man's disobedience, Sin entered in and then there was death. So death was brought in. We know that the commandment that God gave Adam in the garden was that you can eat from any tree in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And when you eat it, Surely you will die. That was a death that entered into mankind. That simply means that Adam and Eve were created to share in the incorruptible life of God. They were created in a condition by which they would never physically die. But when they ate from the tree... The enemy used that disobedience based on the command that God had given them, and death entered in, and the process of death began to work within their physical bodies, and we know that they eventually died. And that's exactly what the writer is talking about here. The devil has this dominion in the realm of death, but... Jesus disenfranchised the devil of his dominion over death when he was raised from the dead because he was the first man in his humanity sharing in the flesh and blood of humanity who died, who was buried, but by the power of God was raised and brought back from the dead. This is what I believe to be the most fundamental and important truth of the Christian life. Sin and death are inseparable. Death entered in through sin... And the death of Jesus on the cross for sin removes the ultimate consequences of sin, which is death. Now, living free from the power of sin as a benefit of the Christian life, it's incredible. God gives us power over sin with our union with Christ and with our co-crucifixion with him. Romans chapter 6. I don't have time to go into that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful truth and one in which I appropriate daily in my life. But the most important truth is that Jesus overcoming sin at the cross means that death has been defeated. This is why Paul says in Romans 8, 2, that Jesus has set us free from sin and death. So as a result of this powerful truth, we are set free from the fear of death. We know that in this life, our physical bodies are susceptible to death and will eventually give out in this life. Paul talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when he says that the outer man is wasting away, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. And we know that throughout the writing of the New Testament, we see over and over again this truth that this body is going to die. But we have this promise in the gospel that is exactly what Jesus told Martha in John chapter 11. I love these verses. Jesus says there in verse 25 and 26, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even. Even if he dies and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And then he ends with this little beautiful question. Do you believe this? He was asking Martha and I believe that he poses that question to us today. Do we really believe that though in this life we die, yet we will live that we will surely never die. This is the fundamental promise of the good news in Jesus Christ. So here's the thought for the day. I believe that it's pertinent for all times, but I believe it's especially pertinent for the days in which we live. I believe there's a fine balance in this life as believers to find value in this life and live it for the glory of God. But... I also know that our reason for being goes far beyond this natural existence. We really can miss the ultimate meaning of the Christian life when we're always just trying to apply the benefits of the Christian life to this life only. And we miss the incredible benefit it has for eternity. So knowing that we have been freed from the power of death gives us this ultimate ability to live this life now with great hope and perseverance. And I believe this is something that is desperately needed for the day. So we do not have to live in fear. God has freed us from the slavery of fear that comes thinking that death is a final Thing for us. That's where the devil plays on us, and he brings fear in our lives, making us believe that all we have is this life. And so there's so much slavery and fear wrapped up in death, and Jesus came to overcome death. Will we physically die in this life? Yes. And will there be loss? And will our loved ones miss us? Depending on which side you're on, whether you're on the side of losing a loved one or whether you're on the side of being the loved one that's lost. There is pain and there is a missing, but the hope and the promise of the gospel is that we will not die. We will live in eternity, we will live forever because Jesus brought us back to a place of an incorruptible life that cannot be destroyed by the power of sin. This is a beautiful, beautiful truth and one that I believe should consume our thoughts and our meditations on a regular basis. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.